Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. About a year ago, my friends and I started a weekly, weekly poetry night on Zoom on Sunday nights. It started out with Mary Oliver. Each week we'd read one of her poems and reflect on how it was speaking to our own life, what it was calling us to do. As in the poem Mindful, with which we lit our chalice, nearly all of her writing calls me to do basically the same three things. Notice, wonder, and delight in the world. When times are hard or scary, that's a reminder that I especially need. I know I could use it these days. Delight is an old and beautiful concept. We can use it to mean pleasure, satisfaction, or joy in the sweetness found amid daily life. But there's also a kind of lasting delight mentioned in the Bible. In places like the book of Psalms, who is the person who delights in life, the psalmist asks, in Psalm 34, one who loves each day and sees the good. And here, the Psalm says, is how you do that. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceitfully. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. An ancient recipe for delight I love it. American poet Ross Gay set out to be a student of delight, journaling every day for one year about the delights that he'd experienced that day. You can read his reflections in the aptly titled book, The Book of Delights. He quickly discovered that the practice of writing these daily essays occasioned a kind of delight radar, as he put it. Or maybe, he says, it was more like the development of a delight muscle, something that implies that the more you study it, the more delight there is to study. I would add to that, the more difficult a time we're going through, the more important it is that we make a point of studying delight. When we are turning toward delight, it gives us a sense of joyous expectancy in which we can notice and appreciate both the mundane and the profound. And when I say appreciate, I mean something a little different than gratitude. 
As British author Caroline Melor writes, gratitude is a moment's reflection. Delight is a ladybird landing on your arm right at that moment. Gratitude is being grateful for the time, space, body, and freedom to go for a walk or a roll. Delight is oh, the breeze in your hair and the falling leaves along the way. Delight, Malore continues, is a twinkling moment in your nook of the universe, the wonder and wisdom of children and the magic and beauty of nature. And much like gratitude, once you start actively cultivating it, it pops up more often, sprinkling fairy dust on your doorstep and leaving you love notes in unexpected places. Where can we find those twinkling moments in our little nooks of the universe? Just this weekend, when I took my service dog, Sully, out into the yard in all of the snow, I felt gratitude for my small fenced-in yard that my friends had put up that let Sully explore while I sat on the porch out of the wind. But delight was dog prancing in chest-deep snow, digging and diving face-first into the fluffy snow in search of the ball that I'd thrown, looking back up at me with his face absolutely covered in snow, a joyful, abominable snowman. Ross Gay writes about finding delight in his daily walk through the streets of Manhattan. He was walking around, head down, checking directions, when he said, I looked up to see a fruit truck selling lychee, two pounds for five bucks, and I had 10 bucks in my pocket. Then, Mr. Gay continues, while buying my bus ticket for later that evening, I witnessed the teller's face soften after she had endured a couple of unusually rude interactions in front of me as I kept eye contact and thanked her. She called me honey first, delight, and baby second, delight, and almost smiled before I turned away. On my way to the Flatiron Building, there was an aisle of Kusa dogwood, looking parched, but still the prickly knobs of fruit nestled beneath the leaves. A cup of coffee, from a well-shaped cup. A fly, he continues, its wings hauling all the light in the room, landing on the porcelain handle, as if to say, notice the precise flare of this handle, as though designed for the romance between the thumb and index finger that holding a cup can be. Or, he continues, the peanut butter salty enough or the woman stepping in and out of her shoe, her foot curling up and stretching out and curling up. We are called to notice wonder and delight. Another story of delight that I think of often 
this from one of my former congregants at All Souls Church in Braintree named Dot. I enjoyed this story so much that I asked her permission to share it, which she graciously gave. Dot writes, I'm lucky to have a row of flower boxes on the end of my porch. Every spring, I go to the local farm stand and buy enough flowers to fill them. I usually spend the whole afternoon planting and watering and generally starting to anticipate a myriad of blossoms growing for my own pleasure. Well, one year, the day after planting, Dot continues, I went out to check on the window boxes. And as I walked back and forth, I noticed a praying mantis in one of the boxes. These boxes are about five feet from the floor of the porch, so I was practically eye level to the mantis. Dot says, he looked at me and I looked at him and I think we were both surprised. The mantis was standing up straight with his little hands in the air. I slowly put out my finger towards him and he reached out and high-fived me. It was one of those moments where you just feel gobsmacked, Dot concludes. It will always be that moment of wonder for me. Amid the everyday, the extraordinary waits for us to pay attention. What might be waiting to delight you? In one of our sessions of this poetry group that I have, I realized that during last year's season of winter and quarantine, I hadn't been paying much attention to the outside world. When I would go out, I'd be hurrying to my car, then paying more attention to the road and the traffic and my GPS than noticing the world around me, even while safely stopped at a traffic light. Inspired by this practice of cultivating delight, I decided to make a daily practice of pausing to notice the world outside my apartment. I had such a small realization that week that has brought me joy for many months since, that although I have a very nice window next to my computer desk, the curtain was drawn up to the side and blocking much of my view. With a laugh once I realized this, I shifted the curtain across the rod and tied it back on the other side and voila, I could see the snow coming down, the beautiful smoke from my neighbor's chimney. And I was reminded that this window is perfectly positioned westward to see the sunsets. Delight, delight, delight. What are some of the small things in our day-to-day -day life that get in the way of delight finding us? Is there a part of your routine that with some small shift would let you experience the sensory goodness of the world? Unitarian Universalist theology affirms that we are inherently good, inherently worthy, 
that we are called to live fully in this time that we are given, called to make a heaven right here on earth. Our lives, even when going through hardship, are meant to be savored. We can accept the gifts of delight wherever we find them, wherever they find us. So, beloveds, as American author Annie Dillard writes, we are here to abet creation and to witness it so that creation need not play to an empty house. Who is the person who delights in life? One who loves each day and sees the good. Delight is a twinkling moment in your nook of the universe. And once you start cultivating it, it pops up more and more often, sprinkling fairy dust on your doorstep and leaving you love notes in unexpected places. May we accept the gifts of delight. So may it be, and amen. And for our benediction, I invite you to put your hands over your heart, either in namaste or just one over the other as feels right for you. Here again is Mary Oliver. If you suddenly and unexpectedly feel joy, don't hesitate. Give in to it. There are plenty of lives and whole towns destroyed or about to be. We are not wise and not often kind, and much can never be redeemed. Still, life has some possibility left. Perhaps this is its way of fighting back, that sometimes something happens better than all of the riches or power in the world. It could be anything, but very likely you notice it in the instant when love begins. Anyway, whatever it is, don't be afraid of its plenty. Joy is not made to be a crumb. Let us keep this faith, beloveds, and pass it on. The service begins when the service ends. Be well. I love you. Amen. Where you go, I will go, beloved. Where you go, I will go. Where you go, I will go, beloved. Where you go, I will go. For your people are my people. Your people are mine. Your people are my people. Your divine, my divine. Divine, my divine.
Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace.